You're listening to a Church Doctor production. You're listening to the Big Church, Small Church podcast with John Hunter. Conversations and tips for churches to engage in outreach communities to reach new people for God in your neighborhood. Welcome to the Big Church, Small Church podcast. At Church Doctor Ministries, we recognize that there are many challenges that you are facing right now in your local church. In the American church, 80% of churches are plateauing, declining, or growing at a pace slower than their community. But it doesn't have to be this way. I love what Jesus says. What is impossible with man is possible with God. Through this podcast, we want to help you, the everyday Christian, to make an impact for your church and your community. I want to inspire you and equip you to start outreach communities to reach new people for God in your town or in your city. My name is John Hunter. I am a church planter. I work for Church Doctor Ministries as a discipleship coach. I am a pioneer, a practitioner, and I experiment a lot when it comes to mission and ministry. I want to share some of my experiences with you to help you to start some of these new initiatives for the kingdom of God. If you hear something that is helpful to you, please like it and share it on social media and share it within your social network. Well, today on our very first show, we have Tracy Swank, leader of Church Doctor Ministries. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Well, hello, John. Awesome to have you uh, here with us. And to kick us off for this first Big Church, Small Church podcast, I wanted to ask you just a few questions. Since you are a ministry leader, you travel to churches all around the United States, all around the world, and you've seen what God is doing in a lot of different places And I just want to get your insights about what are some of the challenges that you see in churches today from reaching their community? Yeah, that's a great question. A lot of churches today are challenged by a number of things, but as far as, you know, really effectively reaching their communities, this is a really interesting topic and area that we're getting questioned about as coaches and consultants and people that are trying to help churches, because we have a lot of churches that do a lot of really good things. There are a lot of great things that are happening in our churches today. We've got great buildings and great facilities and great staff teams and members that are are willing to serve. God has certainly blessed uh, many North American churches with a a number of, of really good things. And then it's hard for churches to convert all of those good things, though, into what are the really focused God things that they can do to really have an impact. So we see a number of churches that are just really, really busy. We have a number of church staff teams that are facing burnout because of all the busyness of trying to get so many different things done. And then also a number of church members and and leaders who are also just very busy, just trying so hard to do so many different things. And so I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges is that, you know, churches want to do good things in their communities, but they really need to take a step back and consider if they're really God things and what are the things that are really making the impact in their communities to really bring people into relationships with Christ, uh, build on those relationships and and show the love of Christ, but then also build those relationships that can turn into real foundational discipling relationships. So One of the challenges is we've got a lot of churches that are really, really busy doing a lot of good things, but we need to take a step back and see if they're really God things. That's true. That's true. 
What are some of the success stories where you've seen some of the challenges overcome? And is there any kind of like um, uh, personal stories that you want to share from things that you've seen there? Yeah, that's a great question. We've worked with over uh, 1,600 churches across 78 different denominations, networks, and associations. So we've seen a lot. There definitely are places where God is most certainly moving, working, and blessing in local congregations. And and we just love the opportunity to get to serve those churches in that way. And so, you know, I think some of the success stories at the big picture level would be those churches that have gotten some outside help to assess where they're at as a congregation, kind of take the temperature on and just ask those questions. You know, how are things going? How are we doing? What is God calling us to? And, and how can we be better at what God is calling us to do. There is, you know, so much potential and opportunity uh, that's out there today for churches to have an impact on their community. But, you know, a lot of these success stories come from those churches who have taken that first step to get some outside help through some coaching and consulting and additional resources from a ministry like Church Doctor Ministries. And so specifically those success stories, you know, we've worked with churches that have really taken the time to look for what we call the missional fruit within their church. And it doesn't really matter what size your church is. Like, you know, we talk about, it seems a lot, you know, the the large mega churches that are out there today that might be having such a big impact. But Really, that's a small percentage of churches today. It's, I think, what, less than 2% of North American churches really fall into that megachurch category. So, you know, a lot of the success stories are actually coming from smaller churches. But what they do is they get really focused on understanding where the missional fruit comes from. Where are those places where they can build relationships and and be disciples who make disciples? So, you know, we have uh, churches that really take a, a long, hard look by developing, you know, systems and processes that evaluate their ministries to say, okay, where can we see God moving, working, and blessing? And, and then how can we as a church build on that? You know, there are a lot of churches that have things that tie up a lot of space. There's a church uh, in Michigan that we're working with right now that has a food pantry that's tying up a lot of space. It's a relatively small church building, but this food pantry does great work in the community, but it was just tying up a lot of the space that the church was not able to use for other ministry uh, outreach efforts. And so we worked with them to help them refocus the food pantry, find uh, another location in the community that made a little more sense, and then also worked with the the church members, the leaders, the pastor, and the staff uh, for them to figure out, okay, what what ministries and can this church do that can really have an impact uh, where this church is located? And it really started to create some excitement around what could be, as opposed to just focusing in on this one particular ministry area that really was a good thing, but wasn't really producing that missional fruit, the connections to Jesus and to build relationships that they were really hoping for. That's one success. You know, the the church now has um, some opened up space for other children's ministry and family ministry activities that are taking place, and previously they they couldn't do that. But it really took a concerted effort 
and concentrated effort to really find out if what they were doing was really something that was really impacting the ministry through increased kingdom efforts. Uh, So that's one. We've got a number of churches that we're working with right now that are actually in the middle of their pastors retiring and transitioning out. And so that's a a great opportunity and and a great time to take a look at, you know, what are all the things that we're doing as we think about, you know, bringing in a new pastor? What's some of the potential that we have to, you know, possibly transition or transform some of the ministries that we have been doing? It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the pastor at all. We uh, love them and bless them and thank them for their many years of service. But we think we're going to see, as the number of pastors retiring and transitioning into other phases and seasons of of ministry, we're going to see a lot more churches that uh, are going to realize some potential that's there for the members to step up and be more involved uh, in ministry, as opposed to sometimes uh, we find in churches sitting back and letting the pastors do all of the ministry uh, themselves. So there's a a great deal of potential that comes with releasing uh, members into ministry during a transition time, and we're seeing a lot of churches that are, are becoming more effective with that. One question I had, a lot of our listeners might be everyday Christians. They might not be pastors of a church, but they might be heavily involved in their church. You know, they want to reach people in their community. And, you know, what's one word of advice that you would give to these guys or girls out there that, you know, that really have a heart and a passion for Jesus, but, you know, just don't know where to get started? Yeah, I think you get started. That's a great question. I think you get started by just being a God watcher. You know, we read in in the book of John, where Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father doing. Jesus, obviously, being the ultimate God watcher, he wanted to be in line with the Father's mission that he had set forth there. And and I think that that's one of the the things that we sometimes miss as Christians. And really, we're, we're living on the third largest mission field in the world now here in the United States. Uh, So there's a a lot of opportunity uh, all around each and every one of us to uh, be a God watcher, to see what God's doing and and how do we join in what God is doing, whether it's in our homes. Uh, We've got a lot of of families that are really struggling right now with, um, uh, could be with young adults or young people that are falling away from the church or even older adults uh, that maybe have had a bad experience with the church and maybe aren't going to church anymore. So we have a lot of family relationships where there could be some healing and and you know there's that whole idea of just you know let's let's pray about this and see what God uh, has in store uh, for this family and this home uh, also in our communities be a God watcher in your community. Uh, get out and, and see what the needs are in the community. Talk with your police chief and fire chief and mayor and and uh, school principals and superintendents and see see what it is that, you know, maybe the church could help with. If there's a need out there that your church or you as a Christian uh, living every day could maybe be a part of and help bring the light of Christ and the gospel into that situation. So be a God watcher out in your community and then in your marketplace. Uh, We have a lot of people who are are stressed out and hopeless sometimes in the marketplace. Maybe they're not in a job that they love or maybe there's a lot of stress that comes with that job. Uh, But just look around and see how you can build relationships and be a positive influence. And again, bringing in your faith stories into conversations where you see 
receptivity with people who may feel stressed out in the marketplace about how things are going. So just be a God watcher, observe, listen, see where God is moving, working and blessing, and then really pray about and discern where you can join him in that. That is such great stuff. Thank you so much, Tracy, for joining us today on the podcast. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. It was uh, my pleasure, John. I'm looking forward to seeing what God does with this. Again, thanks, Tracy, for joining us. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about redeeming the word church. I think it'll help us as we get in further into our journey of the Big Church, Small Church podcast. And I want to rediscover what the word church actually means. When somebody asks you, comes up to you in the street or when you meet somebody new and they ask you, where do you go to church? What would you say? Now, from my experience, you'd probably say the name of your church and you would tell them the location with a building and an address. But what I find really interesting is that first century believers would have scratched their heads and been confused by that statement. Instead of pointing to a building or an exact location, they would have pointed to themselves. They would have pointed to a people that they worshiped with. In the American church, we are so stuck and fixated on buildings and getting butts into seats. It's a you-all-come model. But why is this? Why are we so stuck on this model for mission? Because I think that we spend a lot of money on overhead. There are a lot of salaries to pay. There is a lot of facilities to pay for. So we want to invite people in. Yeah, we have probably really good intentions about people wanting to come into the kingdom of God, becoming Christians, getting to know and having a personal relationship with God. But at some point, we need those people to tithe their money. We need to have them pay for all the overhead that we have spent on the church. And this can be a really dangerous model because new people are not coming into church buildings. Have you ever visited a church or tradition or denomination that is different from your own? It is incredibly scary. Now, recently we are in the launch phase of our church plant. So we are not meeting every single Sunday, but we are meeting once a month. So I've spent time going around Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is where we're located. And we have gone into different church traditions and um, just been seeing what God has been doing. And even though I've been in churches my whole life, I've probably visited over a hundred different churches and traditions and denominations. It is extremely uncomfortable to step into another church, to go through somebody else's doors on a Sunday morning and not know what is going to happen. There are so many unexpected things going on. There are unfamiliar people. There are weird rituals that are different than what I am used to. Now, I haven't had any snakes encounters, but you never know. You know, it's impossible to find your way around the building at first. You kind of get this tunnel vision going on. You don't know where the coffee is and the bathrooms and people are coming up to you because you stick out and they know right away that you are a new person. And it can be this kind of weird experience where it's like, joining somebody else's family reunion. I wouldn't invite myself to your family reunion and you wouldn't invite yourself to my family reunion. So why would we expect unchurched people 
never have known anything about Jesus to come into your church building as a way of coming into the kingdom of God. They're just, they're not going to come. I don't care how cool your building is. If you have a hipster band at the front, a fog machine, some wood pallets on stage. Now I love some of that stuff. You know, I'm all about, you know, the hipster band and the wooden stage or whatever, but those things are cool, but non-church people do not care what your facility looks like or how good the music is on a Sunday. They are out on a Sunday morning at a local coffee shop. They are getting brunch around for the football game or they're recovering in bed from the night before. Now, I think it's important in a post-Christian context that we need to redeem this word church and not just see it as a building, but as a people. Now, I'm not condemning Sunday worship at a building. I think it's incredibly important for ongoing spiritual growth, for teaching and equipping and sending people. I just don't know that it's the primary way that we're going to reach new people for God. I believe Sundays are very, very important still. What I'm suggesting is that we need a new way to reach people effectively in a post-Christian society where the building is not the primary way that we reach these people. Instead of church being about a building, I suggest that we see church as different sized people groups. I like the terminology, big church, small church. It's that simple. Now, the big church, small church is not about necessarily your local church that's in a neighborhood and then the big mega church down the road. That's not the point of this. So big church is about Sunday gatherings and small church is about mid or small size groups in the week that are reaching people for God. See, small church is made up of smaller groups of people in the church. And this happens from Monday to Saturday. It could happen in homes, coffee shops, restaurants, or anywhere else that people like to hang out. So it's not asking people to come to us. It's about going into these social spaces. There are places where we can invite our church friends to hang out with unchurched people. We can eat together, drink together, have fun, and share life together. We can still be intentional in these social gatherings about sharing Jesus with people. Be creative. Be led by the Spirit. I don't know what fits your context, but you do. And always be willing to share your God story. Now, God story is kind of a modern way of saying testimony. And 1 Peter 3.15 says, always be ready to share the hope that is in you. We're all called to witness for Jesus. So my question for you today is, where would Jesus be today in your context? Jesus was a man who was despised for hanging out with sinners. He was accused of being a drunk and a glutton by the religious leaders. So my question to you is, where do people in your community meet? Is there somewhere you could form a community that reaches people in these social spaces? I have found that if I'm intentional about my faith in these social gatherings, God shows up big time. Before going out to these social gatherings, I pray a simple prayer before going out. I pray, God, please give me an opportunity to witness and to share the good news of Jesus. Do you know how many grown men that I've prayed for with who were in sobbing and tears during these social gatherings? More than a few. God has always given me opportunities if I've been obedient and had eyes to see what he was showing me. 
Somebody who got this method was John Wesley. Obviously, he started Methodism, and this took the church to the people. He started preaching to people in the streets that, that didn't feel like they were able to come into the upper-class Anglican church at the time. These were people who were part of the Industrial Revolution. For them, going into a church building was extremely uncomfortable. And when they did, they didn't understand anything because it was for highly educated people. John Wesley understood and had a big heart for reaching people. So he organized people into different groups that reached people outside of the church building. Now, he didn't break away from the Anglican church, but he saw it that, that there needed to be a way to reach everyday people. See, in small church that happens in the midweek, every single person gets to use their spiritual gifts. The point is that we need to find new ways of being small church in the social spaces of our society to help bring them to a relationship with God through our relationship with them. As we build relationships with people, we introduce people to God. If we learn to be church from Monday to Saturday as a small church in small groups, then Sunday becomes a celebration for what God has done in the week. Sunday becomes a big gathering of small churches to celebrate what God has done. It becomes a time of sharing God's stories of how he is moving working and blessing in the week. It becomes a chance to thank God for his transforming power of what he's done. It's a chance to praise God, to hear his word, and to respond, to be built up and sent back out into the small churches of our society. No longer will we just rely on Sundays as a way to introduce people to faith. Being church in different places and in different ways helps to create a variety of access points of where people can meet Jesus. These multiple entry points allow people to come in and be part of the church. Some new people might come join you on a Sunday. Great, but many will not. So let's bring church to them. Thank you for listening to this podcast. My question for you is, what is God saying to you? What are you going to do about it? Join us for our next podcast as we look at getting started in how to create small church. Thanks for listening to the Big Church, Small Church podcast, a Church Doctor Ministries production. To download the show notes, go to thesendmovement.com. For questions, coaching, or other network opportunities, contact John Hunter at j-o-n-h-u-n-t-e-r at churchdoctor.org. If you've liked this episode, please give a review, subscribe, and share it on your social media platforms.